Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Fatback 4. I'm Gav and with me I have got Shawnee, Keith and Kev. The season starts now as far as we're concerned. We've been terrible and taken some days off to do some work in the background. We've been lashed over um, by private messages and, and Twitter and stuff going, what's going on? I'm going to work and I've no shows to listen to. Listen, we are working. We are doing stuff. Um, Jake Semester reckons that because of all the wins I won on the Open, courtesy of Joe Walsh, um, I just went drinking and suspended all shows. That is not true. Um, I have been working. Um, Keith will back me up. Shiny will back me up. And I hope Kev will as well. Um, Lads, it's great to be back. I think the season starts now um, because we're into proper pre-season games. We're a week away, less than a week away from the Charity Shield. Um, and then a week after that, we're away to Fulham and it all kicks off. Keith, are you excited to be back? Are you excited to be getting closer and closer and closer to real meaning? Meaning? Meaningful. That's the third time I've tried that. Liverpool Not football. There in the end. I did, just about. Yeah, look, um, I, I've said it before, I don't mind the pre-season, I enjoy looking at all the content and the lads getting back training, I don't put too much emphasis on the games, certainly the early ones, when people are losing their shit about Darwin Nunes, mainly rival fans, the same way I don't lose my shit when Nunes bags four against Leipzig, but I do look at it as, you know, the games go on, the progression comes on, and I think, you know, Liverpool are, are doing typical pre-season stuff. They're giving more minutes as to the main men as the games go on. And we now know we're in Klopp's favourite part of pre-season, which is the, the Austrian tour. Or used to be Evian, I think, didn't it? Like where he just gets them up the Alps and runs and cycles the bollocks off them. Um, and the players just get sharper and sharper. And you're seeing it in the games. Do you know what I mean? You're seeing the lads... The little bits of rustiness. Um, I think it was Robbo said they hadn't been off that long, so it's just about little bits of um, sharpness to get back into some of them. And for the new signing, it's all signings. It's all about a bit of familiarity with what's expected and how do others play. So you're seeing all that in the games. I'm excited to see the next one, and I'm looking forward to the uh, charity shield or whatever it's called these days in a few weeks' time. Well, um, Avo tells me it's the Community Shield, it's the Charity Shield as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's a bit like when you win the European Cup, you don't say we won the Champions League, we say we win yeah. the European Cup. Uh, Shani, are you excited to be back? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I, I think, like us all, at, come the end of last season, we all just needed the break, but that giddiness is back now for, for actual real football and looking at the 
the last two inside training videos has had to really give me the the, the gill for for when the Reds come back because I love that kind of that that fly on the wall kind of aspect that you see and I put up on on Twitter today. I, I was watching the one where they were doing attacking drills, and oh my fucking god, Mo Salah is like an alien compared to the rest of them. And it's not it's not a slight on them. It's an just alien. how sharp, he, like electric, the ball just flying out, laser beam and all for. Like honestly, just and and one thing I noticed about him as well is he looks way more relaxed than he had in the previous final six months of last season, which I think you kind of could forgive him. He had an awful lot going and he played a lot of football and the, the contract stuff. So just seeing even more with the, with the glint back and the smile has really given me the, the given me the gill because You're I, horny, I genuinely, You're horny. that's the word you like to use. Yeah. Yeah. Horny yeah. would be an understatement. Like, <laughs> horny would be understatement of the century, but I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. And to be honest with you, I think, if I'm being totally honest, I think looking at us and all the rest of the teams, I, I genuinely feel we are best prepared for, for the upcoming season. Kev, you know, we've we've seen the season end, like one of the lads said earlier, I think it was Shani said, or one of the lads there said, uh, Robbo's made a point that you haven't been off that long, it's about getting back. And, you know, we go off to... Bangkok, Singapore, and you see the, the double, triple sessions, games at night, 30 subs in games, and, you know, United and Palace, and you wouldn't take an awful lot out of them, either the defeat or the victory, for me, it's all about getting up to speed, and, and you see that progression, and, you know, as it goes along, we, we win it, the, we win then against um, Leipzig, and you could see the marked difference, couldn't you? Is that where the excitement starts to build when you see the marked difference in the sharpness, the press? You know, it, the little intricacies within players playing with each other and even the likes of Nunes, Carvalho, who are new coming in. Well, you look at the Leipzig game the other night and you're away at their home ground. The ground was full, the capacity crowd. And they will qualify for the Champions League this season. They're a good side. So much so that some of their players... A lot of our fans want us to sign two or three of them. Yeah. Sabazlai is one of them. I don't think I heard his name mentioned once in commentary. And Kunku missed one good chance in the first the end of the first half. But other than that, he was kept relatively quiet. Shawnee was talking there about the training sessions. You were looking at Mo Salah. I was looking at Joe Gomez. And yeah. he was alive. You know what I mean? If you could get pa- if if those forwards are doing those drills week in, week out, and you can get past Joe, you're gonna have a great season. You know, because he looked sharp. You know, he looked really good, and he looked good in the in the the game when he came on at, at Leipzig as well. He looked like he was uh, talking more. He bit more mature in his performance, and you can t- you can read into that game a lot because he didn't he didn't make wholesale changes. A lot of players, like the main five, got sixty minutes. You know, and the the changes that he made, bar the one kid that came on uh, at 60, they're all senior players. You know, they're all going to be in and around the first-team squad. And the control we had in that first half, with Bobby dropping deeper and linking up the play that way, opposed to when Nunes came on, going the other way, pinning centre-backs and looking to break in behind, just showed, gave you a glimpse of what's to come with the two, the two or three different ways we can attack sides this year, depending on who's playing. We've got real serious options now. 
And Sean was right in what he was saying as well. Because we've had the least amount of incomes and outgoings, we're really settled. Everyone pretty much, bar Nunes, who's going to play a lot, uh, knows each other's game inside out. So they don't have to adjust to anything new. So I think we're in a great spot at the moment. Um, MC said he's seen Shawnee at St. Patrick's Park today. Was going to go over and say, all right, were you in St. Patrick's Park today, Johnny? Yeah, that was me, all right. I just <laughs> hope he didn't see me crying at your man playing the song out up on the piano. As a little, t- <laughs> shedding a little tear, saying, fucking hell, nobody sees me here. And then I'm a little bit emotional, I'm not going to lie to you. He was going to go over and ask for an autograph and he saw you whinge and said, I bet or not. Shawnee's having a mental breakdown over by the piano, I'll leave him alone. You are right, he said. Yeah, just, just reflecting, just a hangover, you know. You are right. Um, well, now he should have come over and said it loud. He should have. Fuck off. Fuck off, we haven't listened to this song. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one sec. Do you want to address that comment there while you're there? The one from Marcus Barnes. Um, I can't see one from Marcus Barnes. Anyway, well, can't send we, super can't, chat. we can't send super chats. Oh, okay. Yeah, super chats are turned off on this channel. Um, I'll explain more later. But super chats are turned off on this channel. I'll get into it later on when we when we talk about what we're doing for this season. Um, we do not want your money via super chat or subscription or anything like that. But I will go into it, Marcus. Sorry, I can't. I can't see your. Um, I can't see your comment there. But when I. But I'm. I'm. I'm putting it out there now. No super chats on this channel. We don't ask you to pay to give your opinion. Simple as that, but we'll talk about it a bit later on. Um, Keith, I'll come back to you. When we looked in, when we looked going into pre-season, you know, we were talking about who do we need, what do we need, and you see Carvalho coming in, and we'll definitely get on to him later in another kind of section we want to do. And we see Nunes come in, and, you know, we're going to talk about midfielders in a bit as well, because that's how it is. But Kev makes that point, and, and Shawnee's made it as well about being settled and strong. You know, Arsenal looked good last night against Chelsea, who I thought looked appalling and so, so tired. Um, but Arsenal looked good going forward, a little bit open at the back. Spurs, I haven't seen much of the results, but they've been talked up massively because of the signings they've made. And they, and they are good. United have brought in a, in a couple, but still, when you look at that squad, it looks a bit short. City, Kev was saying to me beforehand, he reckons they've 19 senior players within their squad at the minute. You know, in the pre-season so far, although it's fitness and stuff like that, can you already see, i.e. from the Leipzig game, where players are re- starting to fit in and because of that stability, it's a lot easier where you can just bring one or two in and give one 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 half, one the other half and the rest is just a machine that's just oiling itself ready to go? Yeah, I think that's the key for Liverpool. It is a machine. It's a well-oiled machine. People don't like to, to hear that and they don't like when players get called system players and things like that. But Liverpool... Um, as as a unit are probably greater than the sum of its parts. Do you know what I mean? And that sounds like it's it's um it's doing them down. It's not look at Genie Wijnaldum going to PSG and not having a sniff. How many players leave Liverpool and just don't replicate their form when they leave? Because it is a well oiled machine. It's I'm not getting put off. There's a super chat in there, Gav. What's going on? There's not, you just typed in super chat. Ah, it's all right, it's coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you have any this. super chats, just keep your money and give it to your man playing the piano and party. Yeah, yeah. he deserved it. He deserved it. Um, Tell him Gav sent you. Yeah. <laughs> on behalf of the fella crying on the step. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, no, look, it's Liverpool are the machine. It's, it's all about 
the system. It's all about Klopp. It's all about Pep Linders. It's all about Kravitz. It's all about these boys that create this whole system and this this way of playing that players will go in. Look, we we probably come on to the incomings and that and what people think we need. And Klopp has it in his head. If we start this season now, he's good to go. Do you know what I mean? Like he's happy with his lot and he knows people don't like to hear Harvey Elliott being mentioned as a viable option in the midfield. But I think Harvey Elliott's been excellent. You know, I think that could be um, a lot of just honing up the first team. I mean, if we're going to pick a first team, right, for the, the, the first game of the season, if all lads are fit, right, you're looking at three of the back four are nailed on and then just depends who you think your other centre-back is. Your midfield three is probably nailed on. Um, and in my opinion, that'd be Fabinho, Thiago and Keita. And I think the front three will be, depending on the fitness of Nunes, will be Diaz, Nunes and Salah. So Liverpool are a very settled team and squad where, you know, we're never happy with what we have. And, and I think the the year, a couple of years ago, when we got all the injuries at centre-back, I think it scared a lot of people and we're all terrified of what if, what if, what if. But I think Jurgen Klopp would be happy that, you know, we start with, let's say, and I could be talking show you, I usually do. We start with those three in midfield, Fabinho, Naby, Thiago. You've Hendo then that can come in for Fabinho, which I think is where we'll see most of his time this year. I don't think we'll see him playing a lot of eight. You've Harvey Elliott and you've Curtis Jones who are chomping at the bit as well to get in there. You've Carvalho who looks like he can play there. Uh, Milner obviously is there to, to do the business. So there's, there's bodies in there and Klopp is happy with that. We always listen to what Klopp says and assume he's telling lawyers. A lot of the time he's not telling lawyers, you know what I mean? When he said he's, he'd rather work with the lads he has there, what's the point in blocking the progress of other players? If, you know, we have a squad that we're happy with, we won't do any business. And, and all the comments, you know, if you look at the comments, people dive on, oh, we're done, we're not going to sign this, we're not going to sign that. He always, there's always a little little caveat left that allows for a, a little bit of movement and wriggle, wiggle room. So I just think Liverpool are in a good place. Sean, you said they're, they're the best placed um, going into the season. I'd echo that. I think we're, you know, a, a team that just one or two signings to, to add to what we have. And when, when is the last time we've been like that? Manchester United for years when we were all sort of watching the winning leagues would bring in one or two bits of quality every year to add to a good squad. We'd be chasing our bollocks by five or six. Do you know what I mean? Into a forced team. And we're not at that anymore. We're looking at, you know, one or two, right? Did we have a lot of contracts running down? And I think that's just the way football is moving that way now. A lot of players are going to run down contracts and um, look for the moves in, in that sense. But I think Liverpool are, are as well placed as they've been in in my lifetime going into a season. Do you know what I mean? You lose Sadio Mane, how big a loss is that? Huge. But we won't know until the end of the season if it's a big loss because how many times have we seen key players leave Liverpool and we've replaced them and we've gone on and, and done better, you know? So I think just, I know it's a cliche, I trust Klopp. I trust that he has a, a plan. He has he has um, an idea marked out what he wants to do and that he's not leaving himself short, which, you know, a lot of people seem to think that he is. But look, I, I talk a lot of shit all the time, so I could be wrong. Shani. I want to get on to some ones to watch and I include I, in the rest of pre-season if you want or the league itself. Now, you can go for Salah, you can go for, you know, 
Diaz, we've seen Diaz in, in Liverpool's side. You can go for someone that's only arrived if you want. Um, I doubt it'll be there with Nunes because you've written them off. Um, you wrote them <laughs> off there two weeks ago and um, you've been absolutely pillaged from pillar to post. Uh, but who, who's, who's your just one to watch? And I suppose going off pre-season, um, how they've built themselves up over the first two, three games, wherever it might be, what you expect to see them in the rest of pre-season? And going into the season, what one, what player are you looking at this season going, he could be huge? Because key talks about the loss of Mane, is someone going to have to stand in there and, and really start putting 20 goals on the board to recoup what, you know, we used to have with Mane. It could be a Joe Gomez, you know, coming in, looks looks great in training. Where are you going with this, Shani? What what one is really catching your eye as we go into the season? There's a few obvious ones, but I think... One that's obvious but less obvious than others for me is Luis Diaz. I think he's going under the radar big time. Everyone's speaking about the impact that Nunes may or may not have and Carvalho, who's been very impressive, and Elliot, who's been impressive. But I think if you look at how good Luis Diaz has been since he came in, it's been kind of a, a seamless in, integration into the, into the squad and I don't even think I, I reckon he wasn't even coached um to the back end of last season. I reckon Klopp just threw him in and said, Look, play your game, do what you have to do, trust in your ability and you'll be fine because it did seem like that sometimes because mm-hmm. there was games where he threw him on and he completely changed the game. But I think and I don't want to go down the full pre season with Klopp, I just think now he has he's fully integrated into that squad and he probably sees himself now as like does it, it looked like it was going to be him and Matt Mane battling for that one spot in the front three now, but he's as has nailed the salad now in that front three for me uh, on the left-hand side. I think he, he's so, so good. And I think just a, with a little bit of tweaking, when his numbers start to match, his output starts to match his, his impact on games that he had last year without really getting the goals or the assists, I think he's going to be off the scale. I think it's going to be another one where pundits alike are going to be thinking how the hell have Liverpool gotten this fella for so cheap because when you look at the money now that's being thrown around on wingers and attackers in this window we, we did so well to just nip him and if we had assigned him two three weeks ago everybody would be raving about him so I really 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 fancy Lewis Diaz to kick on and, and probably be one of our better, better players this year if not our best player to be honest with you because I, I think it's just so so exciting. And look, as a as a football fan, look, we talk about Nunes. Look, Darwin Nunes just he didn't do it for me when we watched him against Benfica. Not, nothing got to do. Not that he's not a sexy footballer because he's a handsome footballer, <laughs> but I just think he's gonna be one of these strikers who lives in, in the six yard box and just scores tap ins and probably won't do a whole lot else other than score goals. And look, that's grand. That's what he's there to do. But Luis Diaz is one when he gets the ball. You're sitting up off your chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gasping. Yeah, you're, you're thinking, what's going to happen next? It's that unpredictability. It's the reason why look we fell in love with football, watching the Ronaldinho's and the Maradonas and the Messi's down the years. I think he has that sort of X factor, and it's not a slight on on Nunes. I I already talked about my concern being with Nunes is it's not a Darwin Nunes thing. It's just. A, a big six foot target hype. man attacker team. Hype, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, it's not it's like it's nothing got to do with him. Like 
same last year when everyone everyone was banging on about Vlatovic, I was thinking, I'm, I'm not sure this is the type of fella who would suit us. Like, and that's just my fucking opinion. And and like he said, I'm not an expert. I'm just giving you the giving you the lowdown. But look, that the way I see it is Lewis Diaz this year <clears> is going to absolutely maul the Premier League. And I'll say one thing: in the FPL, at eight million, a dead cert starting for Liverpool, you're not going to get better value than that for me. And is, he mid- just, is, is he a midfielder in that? He's a midfielder, oh, yeah. Well. yeah. <laughs> and the thing is as well, another one, I can't, I can't pronounce his name for the life of me. Keith, Keith will probably got to deal for me now. But this kid that was playing, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, where where the fuck did he get him from? <laughs> where did he get and him from? Spanish, his, his dad played for Serbia. Yeah, and yeah. Apparently he's a, he's a Spanish national. and uh, mm. He's listed in the... Um, the under twenty three squad as a defender who can yeah, play. He's not mid- he can play a bit in midfield. Yeah, he can a bit. <coughs> yeah, you know, I, I get you know, I get horny for these lads coming out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that young I, I should yeah. rephrase that. You know, I really like the look of some of these lads coming out, and he <laughs> yeah. has that. Yeah. I don't, I don't want playing. Operation U tree banging down my door. Especially if you start playing the bleeding song from up under your door to entice you <laughs> no, out. Yeah. He, he looks unbelievable. Like He does. Re- look, he looks like he could play 14 minutes now. And I've seen someone, I can't remember who it was, it was one of the journals who was well versed with the club, the saying, there's always one who'll coin it. You'll, you'll see he's probably been involved in a session or two with the force team and then the, the coaching staff just boom and, and that's it. He's just fast-tracked. I, I think that's going to happen with him to be honest with you. He, he reminds me of he's like Busquets off yeah. the ball and then he has a bit of Xavi on him on the ball like where he's turning into space head in a swivel wing mirrors on he looks brilliant. He looks really, really good and to be honest with you there's a few of them that I've seen the the other the what's the lad playing right Isaac, back? my boy. Yeah, I've I've seen a bit of him playing for the, the youth sides, and obviously the other does Kusa uh, Musilevsky. There's a couple of from you kind of looking at in the in the youth side. I think, and oh, they're good. And they might have a chance, but I never, I hadn't seen anything of this young lad before the other day, and he was like, "Oh my god, who's this? <laughs> and why is he? Why is he playing the game? Like he's he's been in the team for the last 10, 15 years." And I'll say that that's just a product of what Liverpool are building at the moment, where you can just throw anyone in there now, and you can tell it's system, system, system. Like Keith said, people don't like to hear it. It is a system thing. It's just we're in unbelievable shape at the moment. And look, if that young player doesn't make it we're going to end up selling them for millions to someone else and that's just the beauty of it at the moment. Nothing seems to be going wrong with yeah. Liverpool at the moment. In terms of people saying about needing to bring one in, like... Oh, I'll, I'll get on to that. I'll get on to that. Yeah. I'll get on to that. Let's I'll... see. But look, just, that that young lad, I can't say his name again because it just, I've heard... Badgetich. 20 different... Badgetich, yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. I'll wait for someone to correct me. He looks <laughs> really fucking good. Mm. 
He does look very good. Um, a couple of people in the chat have said breaking news. Frankie de Jong has agreed to a 12.5 million wage reduction to stay at Barcelona. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Which is, <laughs> awesome. which is outstanding gear, if it's true. Um, <laughs> oh, I think, I think Tiernan... That's been doing the rounds all day today. So, Tiernan yeah, and Sean have both said it. Yeah, if that if that happens, <laughs> my God. like the, the chap literally does not want to play for Manchester United. It's really about sending them to Lebanon or something. <laughs> But um Kev, one to watch for you. Um obviously Lewis Diaz has well, been mentioned there, but yeah, no. For me it's well one out of that I've watched so far in preseason I thought has been really good was Harvey Davis, the mm. sub keeper. His yeah. distribution is unbelievable for a, yeah. for a young kid. And I thought if he hang, if he's around the first team squad next year, this season, and the club get an offer for Kelleher in the region of 30, 35 million, then you could see that being taken. Because this kid looks he just looks like it looks like a conveyor belt for goalkeepers. And just signed a new deal as well. And he's yeah, exactly. So he's just going to be one to keep on the back burner. It'd be interesting actually. I saw someone say I was chatting to Chris earlier on today. Apparently, Nice were looking to try to sign um, Casper Michael from Leicester. He's only got a year left in his contract. And you'd wonder whether Leicester might come in for a Kelleher this season and you keep Davis around as your second or third choice and see how it goes. Just one to keep an eye on over the next couple of weeks, if anything, if there's any legs in, in the Casper um, Michael thing. But one to watch for me is Curtis Jones. Yeah. Um with our midfield, with the volume of games that we play, you know you're not going to get 50 games out of Thiago or Naby or Henderson. Well, you might out of Henderson, to be fair. He's just a workhorse. But Curtis, this season, he looks like he's filled out a bit. His body is maturing a bit. And not quite there with Trent, because you look at Trent. Trent looks like proper. he's grown up into a proper man now. He's grown into his man body. But I think Curtis has got a little bit to go yet. But the games that I've watched him in preseason so far, he's looked sharp, he's looked lively, he wants the ball. His decision-making still can, can improve, but I think that will come with maturity and minutes. But I think he's got a, a lot's going to be asked of him this year. And he's gonna his availability, bar the eye injury, has been okay. And I think he's going to be called upon this season a fair bit. And he's more suited to come in on that left-hand side of a of a three. You know, if Thiago needs to be rested or to play 60 minutes, Curtis looks like he'd be the one that would come in on that side. And he's at that age now where you're expecting him to move up to the next level. You know, he's, he's at his breaking in phase. He's 21 years of age. You hope now this season to see him kick on and start to get, uh, to you know, demand really you know, to be in the conversation for starting places. I want to, I'd love to be at the situation next May where Curtis Jones is starting third last game of the season and you're there like you were talking about Costas and Robertson. Oh, Curtis is playing. Okay, fine. Hmm. You know, I want to, I want to get to that spot with him. And maybe it's because, you know, his local leg come through the ranks. You're desperate to see him do well. But I truly believe there's a player there. You know, it's just, he's, I want him to be that player that saves you 50 million in the transfer market to prove 
that the academy system that we have works and it can produce good quality players for the way Klopp wants to play. And I, I think he's best placed for it. I think it's a huge season for him. I think, I think last season, I said on numerous occasions, I think there has been a fall-off. There was a fall-off with him. And yet, he does get that injury. But I think <coughs> even a fall-off in confidence from him. You know, taking shots from angles where you're kind of going, if he's confident, he's not taking that shot. And that might sound stupid, but he was kind of looking for something to spark him. Whereas when he was a confident player, he'd move it and he'd go again or he'd get it, he'd make a better angle or he'd be more even measured in his shooting. Um, I think he has looked all right in preseason. I think it's a big season for him though because, you know, Liverpool are going to make moves in midfield, whether it's in the next six weeks or whatever it is. Um, and definitely next season, simply because of the age profile of the midfield and the contract situation. And Curtis Jones needs to put himself in a position where they go. Two need two might go. I don't want to be a third goal and we do a complete revamp here. I think I think it is a big season for him. Keith, one to watch for you. Yeah, <clears throat> I was going to say Curtis Jones as well because I'm a huge fan. Um, I think he has all the hallmarks to succeed, and I think as the things he's sort of flawed at are things you can train and get out of him. So really excited to see how he goes. But the one to watch for me, I, I touched on him earlier, is Harvey Elliott. I just think this kid is this kid is brilliant. Um, I just think he's close to that first team. You know, he starts the season last year as the, the go-to toward uh, right-hand side of midfield player. Injury is what fucks him up took a while then to get back he comes back fairly quick from that and it's a bad injury that he has you know dislocated ankle it's not you know something you can just shake off but I thought I keep mentioning we said it before that Southampton game at the end of the season himself Curtis Jones Bobby all brilliant you know all these players that are peripheral maybe and a bit on the outside looking in stepped up and showed that they can play they can play together we've seen in the past when you know it always be Fabinho Hendo and then one, but if you were playing, let's say Fabinho, Ox and Cortes, you knew there was going to be trouble. I just think Harvey now is is getting to that stage where he's going to be nailed on by the end of the season. If he doesn't get injured, I think he's going to go in there and I think he's going to be part of that midfield tree. He's so intelligent. You know, the way he plays the game, um, he's... Oh, oh. I don't want to say he's a bit of a street footballer about him. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's got that sort of um, intelligence that he, he's a, a forward player. He came up as a forward player, but he's got that ability to to play deeper. And uh, this is a mad comparison. I see touches of Wayne Rooney about him. And not in the sense that Rooney was a forward player, but in that sort of little fighter, do you know what I mean? A little terrier um, that he, Rooney would always drop back into the midfield and you always felt he could probably do a job there. Proved later on in his career he couldn't, but you know what I mean? That was when he was maybe a bit older and overweight. But I just think there's a touch of that about Harvey Elliott that I think he has that bit of a uh, flair about him. And I think as this season progresses, I think he's going to be one that's going to be exciting a lot of fans. And something there that Kev touched on about Curtis Jones, you know, that that we could get to the see the end of the season where you Milner probably retires, let's say. You know, Nabby's our contract, um, Ox is still hanging around, he's our contract. And these lads, you know, we might not be looking for that many players. Do you know what I mean? We might not need an overhaul of midfield. We just need these lads to make that step gradual, gradual, gradual. And I also seen um 
your man's getting great reviews, isn't he? James Balagese uh, out on loan at Crawley, I think. Is he at Crawley? Yeah, he went on loan a couple of weeks ago, yeah. But he's playing playing the six, plays in the number six role for them. And he was an attacking midfielder at Liverpool or uh, played wide and he looked like he was an attacking sort of option. But he plays the six because I can't remember who the coach is there, but he had him at the England U teams and, and he plays him in that sitting midfield. And apparently he's shining there, you know. So it'll be interesting to see how some of these loan lads, you know, some of the loans are sort of, getting parked until they're sold off you know it's a loan to to get themselves a move it'd be interesting to see how the likes of him gets on and another one that was i was looking forward to seeing if he'd hang around uh, are you going to name the whole squad here well i'm sure you're not going to pick sep vandenberg are you i no. just want to give it an honorable mention to sep vandenberg i was looking forward to seeing him but i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if he can break into the barmet squad now um if you get did were he you get surprised that, that he went for him over a meal for now phillips who he had uh, it's a loan, isn't it? And they can only get so many prem loans. So mm. I'd say Phillips is probably a, if they Depends. they could still go from, but they have to pay from. And it's an interesting. Let's one. be honest. Phillips is a championship defender. Head the ball out. That's no, no, look. I, I think there's a lot of Premier teams that take him, Shawnee. Do you know what I mean? He's not at the level for us. You know I, think I, mean? Bourne, I think if Burnley had stayed up, I think he would have been nailed on there because Ben Mee and yeah, well, he, might go, he, might, he might still he might actually go, go there. Go there. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. lost. They've lost like two centre backs. One's gone to Everton. I don't know where Ben Mee has gone. Um, he's gone to um, uh, Brentford. Yeah. Brentford, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and he, he'd actually see Brentford because he's a bit of a footballer, Ben Mee as well. Uh, behind the other the fellow went to Wolves, didn't he? Um, he went to Wolves. The there was another the Irish fellow, Nain Collins. Nain oh, Nain Collins. Yeah, they're all they're all out the door. Yeah. I think it's I think it's really hard to to pick one to watch, and I don't mean that and like they're not worth watching. But like when you look through it, I'm dying to see Trent this season. I think with that pace that we have and a Diaz that's going to be molded into, I think very much like Mane was. And you see Trent in in these preseason games, and he's literally standing in the middle of midfield. Like Fabinho's outball is the Trent who's in the middle of midfield. It's mad. And he's just, he's going to have so much room to hit balls. And Salah, uh, Nunes, Diaz, Jota, whoever it might be. I think I'm dying to see him. Um, Darwin Nunes is definitely one to watch because, you know, he's the big money signing. Um, how will he get on? I think if he hits the ground running, he could absolutely just do mad things in the league. I really do. He just looks like that player that, uh, not streaky, but I think when he gets going, I think he could be hard to stop. But the one for me over all of them is Fabio Carvalho. And, yeah. you, you know, I knew, I knew very little about this fella in probably January. And it was all talk about him coming. And I watched a bit and Sean, he was telling me a bit about him. And I watched some videos and I just loved his, I loved his off the ball running. I loved the way he made that tour man, you know, that tour man running sort of, sort of move. But watching him in pre-season, I thought he might be a bit small. You know, he's he's small, he's nippy, but he's he has got strength, he has got pace, he's not afraid to get the ball. Like he's not even looking at the ball when it comes to him. That's who come you know, as a young player coming into Liverpool, you think he'd be extra careful, making sure he doesn't make put a step wrong, but he's not, he's so confident. The assist he gets the other night where he just heads it over that midfield and just leaves him for dead was unbelievable. And I think the one he's the re- the reason I think he's probably the one to watch is because when you talk about all these formations for Liverpool, like 4-3-3, could he do 4-2-3-1? Could he do 4-4-2? I could actually see him getting in the side. I think he's probably the one player that stands out where 
we love flexibility, but I think he's so flexible. Like, I could genuinely see him in a midfield three against a side who are 16, 17, 18 in the league at Anfield. Genuinely. I could see him off the left um, in a four in a four three three in most games. And I could definitely see him in a 10, in a four two three one. I think Harvey Elliott is somewhere along that lines as well. But I think that pace that Carvalho has, it's just, I think he's been brilliant in this preseason. In the little cameos he's made in Bangkok, um, Bangkok and Malaysia, wherever we were, Singapore. Um, and then the other night, I just, he's just a player that, he excites me, but I already have loads of confidence in him. As a 19-year-old, I think the confidence in him is just off the scale. And I think he's genuinely going to be one to watch because he does not look out of place. A bit like Harvey Elliott doesn't look out of place, don't get me wrong. But Carvalho walking in there and just three games into his Liverpool career and he just he's heading balls over fellas in midfield and tearing through them. And against United, we get bashed against United. Sorry, I'll let you in now, Shani. We get bashed against United because we don't take our chances. We take our chances, that game could end six all. Let's be honest. Yeah. There was no pressing, there was no this, no <clears> that. But the runs he was making off the back of that United defence was unbelievable. You know, he was see- he was actually spotting McTominay and Fred. He was spotting where the ball was. He was just gone straight into open space. And if you can get it to him, he's he's going to cause absolute havoc. I, I think he's really is one to watch. Go on, Shani. No, it's just I was just kind of like make the point that if if you look at the players that probably by me have selected, like they're not all nailed on starters. Like they're all on the fringes. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen with Elliot? Who knows what's going to happen with, with Jones? Who knows what's going to happen with Carvalho? But one thing that will is going to stand to them this year is this five subs is going to change everything yeah. because although it, it's... Yeah, I'm not going to say it's going to double the numbers of everyone in the squad because there's games who play a lot of players. Uh, uh, there's players who play a lot of games. But when we're 2-3-0 up now or in games or we're looking for something, club has the adage now to go do you know what, I can throw you on there, run around there for 10, 20 minutes, show me what you can do. Whereas with the the manner of the title races have been between us and City, there's not real, there's no real room for that. But now they have that. And these kids are going to get way more of an opportunity now to, to express themselves and, and play games. Even this Ramsey lad who come in, he's not been in training yet. I know he probably, he's signed with a problem with his football. Look, he's going to play loads of games. He is going to play loads of games. It, it feels fucking mad saying it, but this season is more condensed than last, if you can believe yeah. that, mm. and, and how it played out. So it, it, it's going to be huge. It is going to be a significant factor. And again, that's why I stand by saying it's where I think we're best placed because I think we have players all over. And I understand people have reservations about the, about the midfield, but going back to what you said, Gav, systems, it, it could be that he's only picking two out and out proper midfielders. Yeah. He, he might be throwing number 10s in then. And then if you're looking at number 10s, then how many options do we have then? You have Carvalho, Elliot, you have Bobby who can play there. You'd, you'd have Mo who I'd, I'd say could play there, is able to play number 10. You'd have Lewis Diaz is able to play number 10. So again, You even have Ox, if you keep Ox yeah, on his feet. Yeah, that yeah. tree, so, he can play better in that tree rather than just, as a front tree, you know what I mean? I just think, I think there's so, there's so many factors that's going to benefit Liverpool next year. And I agree with you, Gav. I even said it to you. One thing that, just to add on Carvalho, and I'll finish with that, that one thing, my brother Garrett Gizmo always says the one thing to me about players who are coming up and if they're any good. He always makes the point that they got pace though. 
Like, what if they don't have pace? They're no good in the Premier League. It doesn't matter who we are. One and one in a thousand get away with it. The likes of David Silva wouldn't be the quickest player. Says yeah, I can't get over the speed of Carvalho. It's off the ball. Running, is about. insane. He he's, he's running with the ball is brilliant as well. He's so quick with and without the ball. It, it, like it's crazy how quick he. I didn't realize that. Remember, Gab, remember the, the I sent you a clip of him, the goal he scored last year for Fulham. Yeah, for Fulham. He gets on the end. Yeah, he, he he makes a dash from the midfield and he's, he's literally there in about two and a half seconds. He's just yeah, he, it's ridiculous. he's so so quick, yeah. and I think. That's the, like I like Elliot. I rate him. I'm not sure he has the pace though. I, I I I really think he's a very he's a gifted player. I think he's very very good technically. Jones, I actually think as well is is a very good player. And if you think of something that we used to love the Oxford is that burst of pace that he used yeah. to give us when he was fit. I think Carvalho has that in spades. I think he's going to be a fucking nightmare, Gaff. If we're if we're in games where we're against playing a back eight. And Klopp's right, I'm gonna show him in there and the war down and you have this little fucker buzzing around. He can he was good off wide of feet, by the way. Wide of foot. Yeah. Like he he's so so talented. I just think it's massively slept on because I'll go back to a point I made when this was being talked about in January. If we didn't get this fella, he was going to cause riots. In the Bundesliga, yeah. Somebody actually said yeah. that I had it up on the screen a minute ago. Uh, I think it was Kane. Or he would have went to them, or he would have went to Leipzig, and he would have been causing riots in the Bundesliga, and we would have never got near him. Because mm. I'm telling you, you just would have never got near him. Because I reckon he's gonna rock it off. I think the kid has it has a huge, huge future. Yeah, once he stays yeah. fit and healthy, I think I, I yeah. agree. I think he has a huge. Can I jump in on him, Gav, before yeah. we do wrap it up? You've, you've done all the other players in the squad. No, well, I might as well finish on him. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, do you know, I, I've seen a lot of people saying he's like Coutinho, he's like Coutinho. And I was like, yeah, okay. I've been uh, down a bit of a rabbit hole a couple of days ago. I watched uh, Inside like Dortmund. Not like me. I watched <laughs> Inside Dortmund, right? And uh, yeah. it's from a few years ago or whatever. And I just stuck it on on the telly there in the background and I went down a massive Mario Gota um, oh, wow. rabbit hole oh shit Mario Gota when he broke into that Dortmund squad was like 18 or 19 and he was given that sort of number 10 build a team around the attack around him he was quick he was brilliant you know he drove and the, I was watching that and I'm like smell a Carvalho off him so I was looking and sort of I'd watch Gota coming up and things like that but I was watching a lot of the videos and I could just see the similarities in the way Gota played to how I could see Carvalho slotting into that team and Klopp not being afraid to just put him in there do you know what I mean like I, I think we'd said Sean you said it as well before he could be the one to go in and you know we're sleeping on him that you know he's a squad player or we might see him in cup games he could break into that team fairly sharp and when I was watching all the goats and stuff I was looking and I'm like yeah this is who he reminds me of you know that type of player and Klopp has proven in the past you know behind the Lewandowski Darwin Nunes type figure just saying you know what I mean this could be the one um, but Gotza at Dortmund was just brilliant and I think Cavallo stinks at him and I think it could be a lovely little signing for us. The real under the radar one that could be surprising everyone. Good stuff. Um, big, big talk around uh, Fabio Carvalho, which I'm all for. Um, 
Keith being down so many rabbit holes, he's changing his name to Alice, says Red Steve. Gal, my food. So I want to, I want to bring, I want to talk briefly on this and we won't go too deep into it, but Klopp, um, I'll bring this up to you. So this is Matthias Nunes, and I spelled his name wrong um, on the screen. I just realised that. But Spartan Lisbon, 23 years old, um, Jürgen Klopp has said, if nobody wants to leave, we are done. Or if a bad injury comes in, I don't hope so. Um, but Liverpool fans can start focusing on other things. Um, Shani. No, sorry, Kev. Kev. Mm. The midfield thing continues to uh, rumble on, right? Um what what do you make of it? Because I kind of I I'm still of the I'm still of the opinion that I don't think you see someone come in unless you see somebody go out. I genuinely believe that. Are you? Yeah, that I feeling? think. I think. Is, is no, that I think you, have, you have to be because we have 27 players in the squad. Assuming that um, there's two to go out. Um, Seth Vandenberg would be one, and Nat Phillips would be the second. That'll leave us with 25. I think if um, an offer came in for Naby, it would probably be considered. I don't think anything's going to come in for Ox now because of that injury. Mm-hmm. And anything that does come in is going to be derisory, so you may as well keep him anyway. So there's nowhere to fit him in unless someone goes physically. You, you physically don't have the numbers available to you to bring someone in without someone having to go. So that'd be one I'd say that could, it could happen if we got an offer acceptable for Naby or he doesn't renew, but I think he will renew and there's no point in getting a player in just for the sake of it, especially when sporting are talking 51 million euro and with the best will in the world, he's not worth it. He's not worth that. He's a good player. He's a close, he's a hybrid of, um, John Moutinho and Ruben Neves. He plays in that for port, for Sporting on the left side of a of midfield. He's not exactly the quickest, but he's technically very good. He's technically a gifted footballer. He's got good passing range. He's comfortable on the ball. He's press resistant. This is a lovely phrase. But I can't see us going for him unless you can get get a fee in for Naby. There's just no point. Plus. I think that it's somewhere else in the pitch that if we were going to be someone going out, I'd like to see someone coming in on the right-hand side up front. And I just don't... With the fees, the way they're going, the later and later we're going into the window, the fees are going higher and higher and higher. There's some ridiculous money being quoted now. So much so today you see Newcastle looking at um, trying to pay £25 million for Harvey, Bar- Harvey Barnes and stuff like that. It, it, there's some nonsense fees being asked for because the later it goes, clubs starting to get desperate, and I don't think we're anywhere near that state. We're not desperate for anyone at the moment. It would be nice, but I don't think we're desperate. Okay, Shawnee, I think I, I I just genuinely think unless someone goes out, um, you won't see someone come in. But Keith made the point on on numerous occasions about a bit of a a bit of work to do in midfield. You know, if Naby doesn't renew that deal, you look at Milner, you look at Chamberlain out of contract, that's three. Then you're looking at Jordan Henderson approaching 
32, 33 years of age. Um, you know, Thiago's not getting any younger. Now, I'm not saying, like, they fall off a cliff at the end of the season, Shawnee, and you have to do something. And, all right, you have got Harvey Elliott, you have got Curtis Jones, you maybe have Fabio Carvalho where they could go in there, but is there an argument, Shawnee, that, like, I know where Kev's saying that we're not desperate because we have got numbers, and I think it's eight in midfield for maximum three positions. But is it something that Liverpool look at and go, you know what, there could be a bit of work next season and I know the Jew Bellingham stuff is there, which I think Liverpool, you know, if you were to put a bet on, you'd probably bet on them doing it. Mm. But is there an argument there where Liverpool go, do you know what, let's let's do something early and let's even reduce, strengthen ourselves now and reduce what we have to do next year. Because they are going to have to do something next year. There's no way around it. Yeah, I don't know a lot about this fella now, Nunes. Like, what I would have been looking at was probably someone to supplement Fabinho like uh, more of a howler and I know I know Hendo's done that on occasions but the only argument I'd make for definitely needing a midfielder is that when you kind of look at the record of the five senior midfielders that we have in terms of the durability Hendo played a lot of games I year Thiago has missed games Fabinho can miss games Um Kate, Kate, that we had a really good year last year in terms of availability. He was available for most of the time, but he has got a history. And Ox is may as well not be there. Look, in the most without without being disrespectful, I wouldn't read anything into what James Pearce says. I wouldn't even read into what fucking Jurgen Klopp says because the club just feed out what they want to be fed out. I, I still do think that there's a possibility that Ox will go. To be honest with you. I genuinely do. I just, it doesn't benefit him to sit around on another year. Just, I don't think it's about money for him. I think the reason why he keep this actually sounds stupid, but I think people who've played the game might understand. I think the problem with Ox is he doesn't play enough football and he can't play enough football because he doesn't play enough football. And that's the problem with Liverpool. Whenever he's asked to play, he just breaks down because there's no rhythm to, to yeah. how, he, how he's playing. Liverpool. There's no continuous motion in terms of him being able to move, and I think he's just at that age where he's probably been playing Premier League football, top league football since he's what 17, 18, and he's ten years now into his career, and he's not really established himself at, at Liverpool because of injuries. I think he would benefit for a move, and I don't look. Club could mean one has to go out. That could mean fucking Toyla Martin going out on loan. That's the way the club have operated in the past. Remember, Carrius was throwing him in the net against Tranmere, and the, the the club line was Danny Ward was going to get a stint at number one, and yeah. at the, uh, the same day they agreed a fucking a re- world record fee for about twenty minutes for for, for <laughs> yeah. Allison because then Chelsea signed Kepe. So you, like these things, the, things do change, and uh, the, the club will be looking at everything. The only thing we can absolutely guarantee, and it's come out now. It's been said because Romano even said it. I know people don't really. He wouldn't say it unless there was some sort of semblance to it. He said Liverpool actually did inquire about Bellingham, and he was basically told, "No, he's not leaving this year. They obviously want them, and they will wait for him. But they might be able to fit this Nunes fella in this year. I think. I think there's a possibility that you could make a walk with him in the squad. And look, you can never have too many good players, in my opinion. If it means fellas are missing out on squads, like so be it. That's Onox. Yeah. We, we've left players. That's the way it's going to be. It's going to be chopping and changing. Yeah, not gonna, look, Liverpool are not going to be turning around waving their asses out the window saying we're still 
are still a big time out looking for a midfielder because you just don't do that. Savvy business people don't do that. Look, look what's going on in the transfer market at the moment. Barcelona are fucking slapping everyone around the gaff with their monopoly money. They're holding the whole window up. They have control over everyone. They're whipping players' target pe- uh, clubs' targets up. They're stopping players from going here and there. They're, they're, they're destroying the place. And if you look around, I even say C- City need a bit of surgery. I think City need a bit of surgery. Yeah. They're not letting key players. People saying they're not signing Alvarez and Allen. Who fucking knows what's going to happen with these fellas? Nothing is guaranteed. They let go Sterling. They let go Jesus. They let go Zinchenko. These are players who play 20, 30 games a season for them. In 60 game season. They play a lot of football. They're bringing in the likes of Haaland. If you look around at what everyone... Spores are probably the only squad on top of ourselves who'd say they're at the getting in. Everything done nice and early and they're ready to go now. If the season started tomorrow, we'd be grand. Spores would be grand. City have a lot of players. They would be grand. But with a few injuries, they'd be bollocks. And I just think the only way, the only place where you can look at Liverpool and say, in terms of a squad and how it's going, yeah, we could we could deal with a midfielder. I I personally sign a midfielder. In my opinion, I would. I, I so would, would I, I, but I, not but not un, unless someone leaves. Yeah, and I wouldn't be signing just for the fucking sake. But obviously, they'd have fella scouted. I don't think there's a there's not a bleeding pinned message on on in the wall of Kirby saying Jill Bellingham and that's it. They yeah, would have yeah. a list of no, yeah. Eight, nine, ten players. You know, maybe well, th- who, uh, look. Obviously, they're looking at they're looking at Bellingham. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. They're, they're gonna go big on him. I, I think now would be the time to get him. But if they're confident enough, the way they have been in the past, they'll get him. The way they did with Canada, the way they did with Virgil. One thing I will say, Gav, is there's been years gone by where I think the club have made took maybe unnecessary gambles in terms of entering the season, maybe light in an area or two. And it's, it came back to really bite us in, in the season after we win the, the league with the, with all the injuries. I don't feel... I'm not that anxious about it this time around, to be honest with you. I feel there's enough there because I might only be five midfielders for two positions with, with this yeah. change, of, change of system. You know what I mean? And that's just might be the way they're looking at it. So I wouldn't... I'm, I, it sounds like I'm fencing a bit, but to make it very clear, I would sign a midfielder, to be honest with you, because I'm of the idea... You can never have too many good players, mm. and I think if there was, it got to October, November, and you needed to rest legs, and you're bringing someone in like this lad Nunes, who I believe is very good. I yeah, think we, we'd only we'd only benefit from that. So, look, let, let's see what way it goes. I still think we're very, very well set up. I think there's clubs who would bite their hands off now to be in Liverpool's position, even City, because they got work to do. They can't, they, they don't seem to be able to budge on Kukurella. They can't really throw money around. They've been, they can't really throw money around because they are being watched. You look at Chelsea. When would it, if, if Abramovich was there, there would have been no players getting snapped out when they need the notes because there wouldn't have been no negotiation because they just throw fucking money on it. But Chelsea are in a new war now. They have to negotiate. Yeah, look, they are proving that they're willing to pay big for players, but they have to negotiate now. And when they're negotiating, they're getting caught. They got caught with Rafinha. They're after getting caught again with Kunde. And they, they still need two centre-halves. I know they signed Koulibaly. I still think they need another two. I'm not sure they have it. So, look around. There's no need to panic. The window will roll on. And as Kev says, the premiums are just going to go up the later in the window it goes. And, and for that very reason is why I see Ox going. Because I think towards the back end of the window, 
I don't know how bad his injury is. I don't know what what. Just a hammy, was it? Yeah, I don't know how long. I don't know how long it's going to keep him out for. I don't know whether it's a grade one, two, or three tier. Yeah. But I think when it gets to the back end of this window, and the say the West Ham's, the Southamptons of of this league are still looking for players to bring in, and they're going around these big clubs in Europe trying to take take their best players, and then they realise they're being priced out of these moves. There is going to be an Alex Oshley Chamberlain sitting at Liverpool there who I reckon would be readily available for eight to ten million. I think Liverpool would take. <laughs> yeah, I think to be honest with you. Oh, he's and I, yeah, I, he's I think, I think, I think that's exactly what way it could play out because the, at the, when when there's fucking all of this money going around transfer, when there is bargains to be made, and Klopp is not going to be torn around and saying, "Well, here, look, Chamberlain's in the shop window, so if you want them." It, yeah, you just gotta you gotta yeah. play smart, and that's exactly what we'll do. I think somebody will look towards the end of the window at an ox, and maybe boy, and in the same way West Ham Nick Lingard on loan that time. That's all it takes. It, it could be something just like that, not and not a loan move. Obviously, you'll have to leave now, but I would not count anything out because look what happened in January. Liverpool aren't interested in anybody, and fucking lo and behold, Spurs went in. And rattled the cage for Lewis Diaz, and Liverpool goes right. There's their opportunity now to nick him. That could happen again, mm-hmm. where they monitor, they're monitoring yeah. the player, and they see someone's at the agreeing a fee for him, and Liverpool go, "Do you know what? At that, we should be bringing him in now because he's one that we want." And it can just happen like that, Kev. And I think that's probably will what happen. Yeah, the only yeah. thing no, I'd say, I, I, I just go on, Kev. Sorry, no. The only thing I'd ask is, how long do you wait for Naby to confirm his staying? And, and not only that, how long? Extended? How long do you wait? For an Oxley Chamberlain decision, if you know, if you if it's kind of known that he, he will leave, how long do you wait? Because if you're playing the game where you're waiting for him to leave to, to bring somebody in, you don't want to leave it till the 25th or 26th of August because that's when you get stung money wise. Because the likes of Spartan Lisbon turn around and go, well, Oh, well, there's only six days to go here, we want 60 million now. It's it's an it, it'll be interesting. Then, um, loads of chat about Bellingham, um, in the chat, and look. I, I still love him this summer. I, 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 I kind of gone off the the fact that he will come this summer because yeah, Dortmund have been fairly strong on it. But like somebody said in the chat there, um, and apologies because your name just went off the screen, but just make sure you're front of the queue. And I think Liverpool might be front of the queue. I think they might be the only one in the fucking queue, to be honest with you. Yeah. Keith, the doors possibly closed on the queue, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, Keith, um, do you know where we are? We're, you know when you go to the bank now and you press the button? And you have yeah, to go through the door, and you have to wait for the other door to close before yeah. you press the button. Yeah. We're in that little block, and everyone yeah. else is outside the bank going, Will you press yeah. the fucking button so we can get in this side? Um, until the other one opens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's loads of gesture in the banks, isn't there? There's loads of yeah. gesture in all the banks, it's great. Um, but Keith, just on, on this, like Shani said there, you can't just buy for the sake of buying, right? Yeah. If you were, if you were to. to make a move and, and say, right, Matthias Nunes, and then you are looking at Bellingham. Does that double signing over 12 months suit what we're looking to do? What does Nunes c- come in and do? Like, Is he similar to somebody in our squad? Because he I is. think Bellingham, to me, looks like the, the fella that t- over time takes over from Henderson in the right of a tree. And he's yeah, just and deadly there. And is Nunes the one on the left for you? He is. He's Thiago. That's the type of player he is. He's right. like Thiago. Okay. He's press resistant. He good pass of the ball. He's excellent. He's brilliant. I think Shawnee hit the nail on the head there when he was saying about you know didn't um, Luis Diaz 
we weren't going to do anything and he's on our list and Spurs made a bid from two clubs that are linked with Matthias Nunes are absolute smell of want off them and desperation are Chelsea and Manchester United Man United have lost out on Frankie de Jong apparently they will bid for Matthias Nunes or else they'll just bid for someone else off Ajax Chelsea will look if they can't get business done they will look at Matthias Nunes and Shawnee nailed it there they're not just throwing down money. Todd Bowley is the director of football at the moment. So it's not even like a new owner comes in, leaves it to the football people and says, look, you go and get that done. He's the negotiator. So if they make a bid, if either of these clubs make a bid, if Nunes is a genuine target for Liverpool and one of them mooching around them, I think Liverpool jump in on it and take him. I think he, I think he's excellent. I think he's absolutely brilliant. I think he's the type of player that would suit us. And I, I do see him as a Thiago sort of, uh, repl- not replacement, but uh, the heir apparent to Thiago. Um, Pep Guardiola said he was one of the best midfielders in the world when he they played City. Now City played and humped them in fairness, but he singled out Nunes as as one of the best midfield players in the world after it. So, you know, he's an excellent player. He's he'd suit us down to the ground. And look, he's a great age and. It, it's just the next phase of rebuilding your midfield. One thing about Bellingham, again, I, I risk turning inside Dortmund into me new going to Brentford and never stop talking about it. But <laughs> in that inside Dortmund, they showed a clip where I think it was Michael Zork was talking, it was the, a few of the directors, and they were talking about uh, Jaden Sancho. He says Manchester United have, have bid for Jaden Sancho, and we've told them he's not available this summer. And they, you know, we said this summer, and that's the key. Dortmund aren't a club that'll not sell a player. But if they don't want to sell a player, they leave that door open and they'll say, look, he's not available this summer. And it's the exact same thing we're hearing about Jude Bellingham. Now, the Sancho thing went rumbled on because you know you then tried to act the maggot and not pay the money and thought he could negotiate. If Anton, you've learned with Dortmund, you don't negotiate. You just go in, you do the business. The player's available, you go in and do it. And I think if Liverpool can do Nunes this summer, and Bellingham next summer, and you look at the age profile of the midfielders that we have there, the senior guys, and you look at the young lads coming through, I wouldn't be surprised to see us do Nunes now, and then Bellingham. And then you might be able to take a flyer on a young, younger player that could play in the sixth. Do you know what I mean? That so a Nunes, a, a Nunes a does make sense, not as an alternative to Bellingham. It makes sense in a, in a squad-building yeah. exercise yeah, over 12 months for you. So, yeah, I think 100%. I think because they, a lot of people were saying about Barella, sign Barella and sign Bellingham. That didn't make sense to me, even though you, you could play them, but I think he's very similar to what Bellingham does. Maybe less energy, but the Nunes link and the Bellingham link, yeah, I, look, I look at that and I see opportunities in that team that they slot straight in there. You know what I mean? That they go into the team and it strengthens things. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I found with Barella, it was sort of, yeah, okay, he's a great player, but I'd see him as an alternative to, to Bellingham, maybe more so than in a with Bellingham. And I just think Liverpool, I think Sean, you said it, or Kev, they're so far down that track now that it's not even a track that it's... Yeah. So it's, it not, looks it's like, not an alternative, Keith. It's, 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 it's a yeah, I think that it's complements a the squad. I, yeah. I think it's, you know, you do this, you do that. We've said it all and there's a lot of work to do. And I see it in the chat there, a lot of talk of uh, Juventus bid for Bobby. You know, right, he's not forward, but would selling Bobby mean they'll say, well, fuck it, we're bringing a midfielder now. Do you know what I mean? Like if we've enough players that can play the forward positions, 
Carvalho can play a forward position more so than the midfield and we bring in a midfielder there's, there's a lot of variables still to happen but as we've said all along these talks of Liverpool being finished there's always the little caveat unless something changes yeah. and that little that could be something small yeah, you know, I, me- I remember the day I remember the day Jürgen Klopp was denying me had interest in Thiago and the next day we saw yeah. Thiago yeah. <laughs> um, which was which was great stuff right um, we better get out of here in the next few minutes but um, this is what we have coming up so Wednesday Salzburg and a friendly Saturday Man City, um, Charity Shield. The Sunday, we play Strasbourg at Anfield, following day, 7.30pm, and then we have um, Fulham away on the 6th of August, 12.30pm. We're the second game in the Premier League, I mean, it's a Friday night game to kick it off, I think. Uh, But, Kev, coming to you, you know, Salzburg, I'd say you're probably looking quite similar to what we've done at Leipzig, but what, what... more so, what are you looking at in that City and Strasbourg games? You're looking at just going really strong against City and then whoever's left over plays against Strasbourg and then you're ready to go against Fulham. What are you looking at in these games, Kev? Because uh, th- there's some crackers in there, to be honest with you, before we there get to is. Fulham. I mean, the Man City one, you look, probably is going to be as as strong a side as possible. The side that plays Man against City would be the one you'd expect to start the start against Fulham. The way the way it's been the way we've been building up to it looks like that's the way it's going to be. The Strasbourg game is going to be anyone who wasn't involved against City playing that one, and you're not going to be churning lads out two game two days back to back to be playing sixty minutes each. That's just not going to happen. But. I haven't watched any of Man City this season. I haven't watched the highlights. I don't know what they're doing. They haven't done but much. They, 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 what, they beat uh, Munich last night 1-0. Yeah. You know, but other than that, they're a side that Shawnee was saying they need surgery. They need to add serious numbers. You know, They've got 19 senior players plus a, kid, a young kid, Palmer, is 20. You know, that's not enough. You know, and the way I look at us, we'll play that side against City. And I think you, it's it's a normal, I don't know if it's five subs or if it's a bit more, I'm not sure. But I think it's a general thing now, football is going to be five subs, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, the Charity Shield, though. Are yeah, you with the Charity Shield? Really, I think, I think was it was a FIFA. It's not an official, not, official game, is it? Yeah, but wasn't a fee- wasn't a FIFA across across the bar thing for? I think it was due to the World Cup. That look, I think it's up to the league's discretions and competition discretion yeah, after yeah. the World I Cup. Think, what I they think do though, with it. I'm but I think remember. this year, that I think this year it has to be five subs. I, I, I'm not oh, yeah, but, sure. but Kev, I, I know what Kev's saying. It's not actually an official game. It's, it's so it could be one way so, you could but make. I mean, the, the clubs might agree with with each other. Look. It might be five subs, Kev. That's the reason why you have Strasbourg the next day. Because if it was yeah, more than five, you could probably bring ten on. And yeah, it, yeah, if it's five subs, I mean, you'd expect to see the same as what we saw against Leipzig. Players will play 60 minutes, but I expect Nunes to start and get 60 minutes against Salzburg. I expect... Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see someone else tried on the right and maybe more only coming on for half an hour. You know, because it's the one, it's the only area of the pitch that you look at and you think, if anything happens there, 
we're really, really light because it's not just the goals that Mo gives because he's going to be our top scorer again this season. It's he he attracts everyone else to him, freeing up space for everyone else. And it, it, at the minute, it's looking like Jota will probably be the backup out there. He'd be the rotation in, through the middle and probably wide right. But I'd like to see someone else tried out there. If it's Elliot, if, even if it's Carvalho. He's been injured, but he was included in the Salzburg squad, I think. Yeah, <laughs> but he's not really there, is he? He's not ready for for Premier League football. I think not I yet. think No, I'm just I just I'm just yeah. curious no, no. because I haven't I seen think him the in stage, I think the stage of preseason yeah, we're in now is probably a bit late, you know, for K Gordon to come in and make an impact. I think if he'd have been fit, say going over to Bangkok or whatever, you might have seen him getting in and playing some there. But I think as we step up levels here, you're going to start to see us shedding a few players, you know, um, on Wednesday. I think it definitely, they'll shed more come Saturday and you'll see it, the squad really taking shape. And then you'll see what anyone else on the Sunday against Strasbourg, because I think the team that you see against City on Saturday is the team you're going to, I think it'd be very, very close to the team you see against Fulham um, the following week. Yeah, so the Salzburg one is just going to be a case of, Whoever's fit and firing at the minute, but what you you'll want to try some different things. Like you're maybe the, the side that finished the Leipzig game, bar the young kids would start. I wouldn't mind seeing a different centre back pairing get it getting sixty minutes either. Wouldn't mind seeing Joe Matip and Joe Gomez play sixty minutes. Simicast playing sixty minutes, and maybe even Henderson in the six to start the game rather than coming on to inject something at half time again. Mm. But it'll be a trial and error in that game. But I think it'll be full as strong as possible for the City game because you'll want to try and win it. You know, I mean, it's, it's the it's the only game going into next season. You want to be involved in that game. People diminish it and deride it, and it's only a friendly and this and the other. It's the only game of the season at start of next season. I want to be involved in it because we've either yeah. won the league or we've won the FA Cup. You know, so it's you, if you're there, you want to try and win it. I know it's at Leicester this time, but still, if you're in it, go for it and try and try and get something out of it. At least the only thing you can get out of it if you win it is only positives. You know, you're not gonna we're not gonna get clapped. So you can if you can take any positives out of it, get a result against City, put it in the back pocket. It might mean nothing later on in the season, but it might give some players confidence that yeah. I can do it at this level against the best sides in the best side in the league. Keith, what are you looking for? Are you just looking for more of a build up, something very familiar or very familiar come City um, next weekend, and then very similar again to that for Fulham yeah. the following weekend. Yeah, I think the way it's you know we saw glimpses at Leipzig. Um, that lads, you know, strong team will go out and then he'll make changes for the players that are sort of touching on that force team will get at least a half. And I think what we'll see is the, what he wants to see at Fulham, um, will probably do 60 minutes against Salzburg. I think will start against Man City. And I think it'll be, as Kev said, so five subs mean 16 lads will be playing. Still leaves you a good squad to play against Strasbourg. You know, you could be, for example, you could be looking at um, Harvey Davis or whoever plays in goal. Adrian probably be Adrian against Strasbourg. You're looking at 
Simicas, uh, Milner. Well, Milner might get on in that five subs. He usually does. But you could be looking at even Gomez and Phillips, our centre-back, played in one of the games as well. Um, lads that won't get a game in the midfield. They'll, you know, there'll be Milner, they'll be available. You know, there'll be so many good players. I don't think it'll be a team of kids. I think it'll be a mix. It'll be a lot of the younger guys. Kate Gordon might get his minutes, for example, against Strasbourg. Um but I think it'll be a decent enough team. And I think it's all now about fine-tuning the lads for Fulham. You know, Man City is a big one. Kev's right. You want to be in that game. Even though fans might deride it, you're in there because you're either winning one of them or it has been the case if City won both. We came runners-up, we played them. But it means you're there or thereabouts. Um, and, you know, you go in there and, well, look, the result ultimately doesn't matter but psychologically if you can bloody the nose of your main rival and Man City will think the same thing you know if you can do that it's always a good marker to get so I'm interested to see I think Salzburg we will see um, I think we see Nunes play 60 Darwin in, um, in Salzburg and I think if he does I think that's a sign that they're looking to get him up to shape into that starting team just the way the other players are at the moment, Jota's not going to be back in time. Bobby, Bobby's done well in pre-season, but I just think we'll start to see the the main force team that he wants to start the season starting to feature a bit more, which has mm. been a hallmark. I mean, you said it, got the Man United game, 32 players or something, he played in that game. Yeah, I think it was 32. It's yeah. crazy. You know, they all played at 30 minutes and we only done two keepers or something. That's... The first game, the second game was a little bit less and then less and less. And that's the way Liverpool, they're not fools. Klopp actually loves pre-season, you know what I mean? He loves getting players into shape. He loves working on it when you don't have meaningful games. You know what I mean? He loves to be able to get them onto the training ground and do the hard work now. And you always see the benefits of that in the season rolls in. So I expect to see a strong team against Salzburg for at least an hour. And then I think you'll see... The starting proposed starting team for Fulham starting against Man City, and then a semi decent team against Strasbourg. But it's all just about getting mon- minutes into legs now, getting yeah. used to shape, getting fitness, getting sharpness, and that's all we can ask for. Yeah. Sean, do you think he knows the starting eleven for City and starting eleven for Fulham? And now it's just as we've seen the progression through preseason and them getting sharper. And for me, the press in particular has just got better and better as the games have gone on. Is it just a case of fine tuning now? And no injuries, just that's all that preseason is, Gav, to be honest with you. Then all you can really hope for is there is come come the Fulham game that we have all of our best players to choose from. And I think that's all Klopp will be thinking about, to be honest with you, because the walk looks at the the walk looks after itself. I don't think you'll ever have to question the players applying themselves or anything like that because they're just all pre programmed to do as these coaches tell him, and he knows that he doesn't have to worry about that stuff. So I think that the only thing Klopp will be worrying about now is who is he going to have available for, for Fulham? I think that's exactly how we look at it because contrary to, to belief, and when I say belief, I mean Twitter and social media, these pre-season games don't matter a fucking job, to be honest with you. There's going, there's going to be knee-jerk one way or the other. Mm. If anything happens after Salzburg, if anything happens against Man City, there's going to be mad knee-jerk. There's going to be inflammatory videos made by channels across the board. You're going to have the likes of Jason Cundy on TalkSport questioning whether Liverpool are up for a title race if they can't get a result against City in the charity shield. All of this shit is going to be coming your way in the next 10 days because that's all they can really do is try to store up imaginary shit 
Klopp won't be paying any attention to it. He will know exactly who he wants fit for the Fulham game and if he has them available, who he's going to play. That's I'd imagine that's going to be the way he's been looking at it since the, the fixtures came out. I'll I, I watch all the games, I'll enjoy it because the football is back, but I won't give to any too either. I think one mistake I made last year is watching football and not enjoying it. Like just watching it and hoping for a result and only only being happy if the result came in because I didn't enjoy any of the back end of last year because you were chewing your fingers off watching the football and I just I don't think that's yeah. the way to to, to enjoy it. It's just, you, just I, chill out. I think oh, you have I, to brace yourself, Sean, because I think you might be doing the same again this season. <laughs> no, no, honestly, Gav, honestly, the, the night of the Champions League final this year, I like came home after the game and I was like, going, what's the fucking point? of enjoying the Villarreal games and they let the go away in the group stage. If you're just going to be like that when it gets to the final, where you're not even going to fucking bother watching the match because your nerves are gone. And that can't be helped. But I actually think it can. I'm just going to chill out and relax and enjoy it this year for what it is. Because let's be honest with you, the, the way it's gone, who knows am I going to see a Liverpool team this good again? And when it passes you, you're going to wish you enjoyed it even more. I can't, like, I can't wait to get back over. I'm actually, Ash, who does be on the channel, mm. I'm going to meet him for the, the Monday night game against um, Palace. Palace. So I'm heading over to, to Liverpool. So, yeah, I can't wait to just get back over again and, and be enjoying it. And even back here now, Sunday night, it's been a bit crap when there's no football to talk about. The, yeah. the new quizzes have been great and stuff like that, but it's just great now. Like, just... Football is going to be back now before we know it. I'm going to be pulling my hair out, doing my fantasy team every every Friday and Saturday night. Then we're going to have a World Cup that we all fucking moan about, but we're all going to watch four games of football a day, even though we all moan about how shite it is, and we'll all enjoy it. So, look, it's on the way. I, I genuinely can't believe it, and I can I, I think we'll go definitely go one further in the league this year, uh, I think. I think we win it this year, to be honest with you. I have a really, really good feeling about this season. Whether, <laughs> so, yeah, don't be worrying about all these fucking... That's a long fuse, isn't it? That we lit on them early and now he's just fucking ready <laughs> just, to explode no, here. Don't be minding all these idiots. No, just point and laugh at all the, the Mongols who, who had us written off uh, yeah. early doors last year. Only to be supporting Man City come the end of the season. To be yeah. supporting Real Madrid and Champions League final night. So, but Red Steve says top tip, Shawnee. Watch it, enjoy it, and try to remember it for next year's quiz. There you go. Yeah, hey, that's yeah. a show. But I like, oh, can't watch and enjoy it. And if it's next year's quiz, Gab's going to be asking you, "Blade, what known by the left back <laughs> ball in the nineteen sixty two Blade?" Well, more to come on the quiz. I'll, I'll come to it in a minute. Um, yeah, so it, it's going to be great. We're going to have a great time, aren't we? Um, a couple of things before we go. Um, Bobby's wish to walk. Um, it's on the screen there. He needs €150,000 to, f- to go to St. Louis and to have the same treatment as Sienna had. And, you know, there's huge costs in the travel, staying over there for it's a couple of weeks. Family members have to stay over there with Bobby um, and then come back and have extensive physiotherapy and stuff. It's not like just over get sorted, you come back, all's good. Um, but we have seen with Sienna um, the the massive strides she's made since having this treatment, was it late last year? 
I think it was late last year. I, might, yeah. I have November in my head for some reason. Yeah, um, it was. But we've seen the strides more, and we can do the same for Bobby. It'd be absolutely brilliant. They're, out, they're up at around 95,000 now. It's flying. I think when we came on board, it was at about 70-something. But it's up that around 95,000 now, which is, which is brilliant. And you know what? It's still a lot of money to go, which is absolutely fine. But the link is in the description. Um, you can click on there and donate, or you can copy it and share it in your WhatsApps, your Facebook messengers, your texts, whatever way you want to share it. Family, friends, colleagues, you can, you know, if you want to try to raise some money for them and walk by doing something, um, you can absolutely do that. And, you know, donate, help them out, and we get them to the 150,000. We, we, we're hoping this will be done by Christmas. Um, I think we said Christmas, but the way it's going at the moment, it might be before that. But as with all these things, the last 25% is the hardest bit to get. You know, it loses and it kind of loses some momentum. And, you know, honestly, people get sick of listening about it. That's what happens. Yeah. Like, let's call it spade a spade. But we make no apologies for it. We're going to keep pushing Bobby every day um, on this channel, um, on every show. You're going to see his face. You're going to see all the details. You're going to get told about the details. So, as I said, we're fully committed to Bobby's wish to walk. And um, hopefully we can get him to that 150k ASAP. And we're a bit of luck. He can go over there, get a stream, and be back before Christmas. And all things are good. Um, this season with the LFC Day Trippers, again, we won't be asking you for subscriptions. We won't be asking you for Super Chats, memberships, um, anything. Just show up, get involved in the chat, have a laugh, and that will do us. There is a Telegram group. The details are on a YouTube page. Um, and that's that's flying. That's flying 24 hours a day because there's people from all over the world. And so there's always a conversation going on in there. Um, we're going to bring you different ways to watch and listen to us this season as well. So you're going to get shows like this, um, which is the normal setup. You're going to get stuff where it's going to be audio only just because we're trying to put in some extra shows. So if we do, the best way to do it is record it audio only, usually on the night of when a live show is going out. And we're going to bring you something new, which will start tomorrow, where you can still watch on your phone via a link. But on your desktop, you can watch and chat and even come on the show. Um, it's very straightforward for us to do it because we've tested it. But for people watching to go, oh, how do I do this? How do I do that? Because we get hundreds of questions like this. It's very simple. If you want to watch on your phone, we're going to give you a link. You can just watch. It's basically an audio download that we're going to record, but we're going to have a live audience while we're doing it. And once the chat is over, it's over. You won't see a replay of the chat or anything like that. It will just go out as audio. Um, we're going to try that tomorrow with winners and losers, hopefully. And it's still a way for you to catch the show. Um, it won't be on YouTube, but you can still catch the show. Throw it up on your phone via a link, or if you want to chat, um, the, the live chat is available to people on a desktop, or I think I might work on a tablet, but definitely a desktop. And you can chat there, and you you can throw questions, and you can request to come on screen and stuff like that. So we're going to try and do something along them lines as well. It may have some teething issues, mainly with people getting on and working out how it works, but we'll try it tomorrow. We'll explain it as best we can, and we go from there. We're going to have the fat back four. We're going to have winners and losers. We're going to have full-time reds, midweek fixes. Um, we're going to have the viewer's voice. We're going to have a new show on a Friday night, which is going to... What are you laughing at? Avo. Sean, is like one of them angels off Doctor Who uh, when high screen comes back and he gets nearer. Okay. <laughs> when his screen comes back, he gets nearer. Um, but, but we are going to have we are going to have all them shows. We're going to have um, we're going to have some audio stuff 
as well um, around Champions League things and all. We're going to try to give you as much as we possibly can. Again, we're not asking for any money off you. We're not asking for you to contribute. The Telegram group costs us money to run every month, but we pay it so people can be together and, and chatting about these, whatever they want to chat about, with ranges from all sorts of stuff. So, um, yeah, that's the way the season's going to go. We're going to do everything again completely free. We're going to give it as much as we possibly can. And then we'll see where we are come the end of the season. So, again, we won't be asking for subscribers, likes, whatever else. All we're asking is to come along, enjoy it, be nice to each other, have a laugh, and we get through the season and see how we get on. Um, Keith. Oh, the rest of the week, sorry, Um, before I get to Keith. Winners and losers tomorrow. The quiz will be on Tuesday because Liverpool play Wednesday. On Wednesday, we will have full-time Reds. Thursday, we will be having a viewer's voice, but we're going to probably do that audio thing. We'll see how it works. Um, and Friday, are we back? Are we are we starting yes. this new show, Friday, Kev? We are. Yeah, that we new are, show yeah. on Friday is basically going to be um, all about the Premier League, but there's loads of fancy football stuff in there as well. And then we'll be back on um, Saturday with a full-time Reds for the charity shield and sunday we will do the fat back for what we'll be talking about strasbourg and stuff like that as well keith anything else before we go no nothing else gav no very quiet yeah what have you been listening well, it was to in okay yesterday, right? it was in okay and i've had a blade nightmare got got right. the apartment painted right great yeah. looks great lovely yeah. smell of paint great love, oh, i love, love smell of paint, yeah. went to ikea yesterday at half nine right Went out there with the missus and the two kids and strolling around, getting all the shit. Got what, some of what we needed to get, but then it didn't all fit in the car. So came home. I had to go back out. Oh, well. I spent about blading eight hours in Ikea yesterday, right? So I came home and had to order a bed, right? But it's a fucking Ottoman bed. You know, these lift yeah. up jobs. Honest to God, I'm at, just before we came on, about four hours trying to make the fucking thing. Over yeah. halfway through <laughs> And I, I don't mind making IKEA stuff. I, I'm decent at it. I get it up quickly enough. You know what I mean? This thing is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, so Keith, only- I put a wardrobe up during the week and I'm having to put plasters on the thing and all. It's falling <laughs> apart. <laughs> <inside me. laughs> Oh, uh, I was literally, I swear to God, I was gonna wreck the place. I nearly put a hammer to it. I fallen out, my neighbours and all them to fuck off, shouting out the window at them. So I was screwing and banging a half ten. Right? Screwing and, and banging a half two, good man. Um, that's the second half ten. Half ten. Uh, Laszlo says it's needlessly complicated. Very gab. It's not complicated whatsoever. Um, it's very straightforward. The only complication yeah. comes is when people don't listen or read stuff yeah. and then just keep asking Gavin, questions. Gavin, you showed up at Laszlo's door and done it on his phone for him be moaning about it. So don't yeah. be fucking yeah. Because I, I, I rang the bell twice. Out. Yeah. Yeah, he's always giving out. Kev, anything else before we go? Nah, mate. It sounds like back to normal now. Nice, mm-hmm. long, full week. Mm-hmm. Loads of content. Loads of stuff going on. Just two weeks to go now. It's, yeah. it's literally now TikTok now. The real football is about to start. Can't wait. I can't wait either. And I can't yeah, wait to really do loads of shows and on loads of different ways of doing it and loads more work. The, the usual. Just more and more work. Um but I can't wait to do it either. Shawnee, anything else before we go? Yeah, if anyone has a spare bag of Phillips screw heads off of the, the Hollis IKEA wardrobe <laughs> set, uh let us know. Uh O We'll pay cash. We'll we'll collect because <laughs> you need to buy the piano in St. Patrick's Park yeah, yeah. for the handover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just give me a shout and uh, we can sort it out because it's it's falling apart here beside me. 
pretty like me emotionally come marsh after saying I'm not going to you're going to take it easy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> mid November no, uh, mid November studying no. the run in <laughs> 14 14 sleeves down till the football's backguard is yeah Costas Simicas no sleeps because looking at that yeah. fella's eyelids he hasn't had a wink since he's high for the Raphael so yeah no he needs a good light down, go. um, yeah. that's it that has been the Fatback for tonight. One hour and 30 minutes. And um, we've nailed it for one hour and 30 minutes, which is which is good. As I said, loads of shows coming through the week. Some will be on YouTube. Some will be audio. Some will be a hybrid of them. But um, we will have we'll still have loads of stuff thrown up on socials and loads of ways of getting it. But every show you will be able to download. So if you're downloading, um, make sure you hit the review button or whatever app you're on. Give us a five-star review. And it gets more people listening to it and stuff like that. So go and do that. Shawnee, Keith, Kev, it's been an absolute pleasure. Everyone in the chat, it's been an absolute pleasure. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.